Hey, baseball fans, welcome to the Wenatchee Apple Sox podcast with your host, the voice of the Apple Sox, Joel Norman. It's a walk-off win for the Apple Sox to open up the weekend as they take down the Edmonton Riverhawks by a 5-4 score in 13 innings at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. The longest game of the summer for the Apple Sox by far, 13 innings and four hours exactly in length. But what an exciting one this was. Wadanchi erased three different deficits in this game and earned a big series opening victory. They snap Edmonton's four-game losing streak and also put an end to their own two-game losing streak as well. Let's run through this game and how it all went down. Edmonton got off to a good start. As with two outs in the bottom of the first inning, four consecutive hitters would reach base. Johnny McGill drove in the first two runs of the game with a two-RBI double, and it would remain that way until the fourth inning. In the top of the fourth inning, though, Trey Huff struck out the side in order, marking the second time in as many days that an Apple Sox pitcher had done that. Huff would finish the game with five innings of work, three runs allowed, all earned on eight hits, one walk, and four strikeouts, and as I mentioned, three of which came in that fourth inning. The 0-2 from Huff. Swing and a miss for strike three. Trey Huff has two strikeouts, and Skyler Chang is both of them. One away here in the fourth inning with Jack Wheatley coming up. The 2-2 pitch coming. Swing and a miss for strike three. Back-to-back strikeouts by Trey Huff to open up the fourth inning. The right-hander comes home. And that one's in there on the outside edge for call strike three. Trey Huff strikes out the side in order in a scoreless top of the fourth inning. He would give up a run in the top of the fifth inning, but before that, the Apple Sox tied the game up in the bottom of the fourth inning. With one out, M.J. Sweeney singled for the second consecutive plate appearance, and then two batters later, Reeve Boyd doubled before Cam Hoyland followed with a double of his own to tie the game up. That second inning really hurt. They had runners at second and third with one out, but couldn't do anything. Boyd attacks the first pitch he sees, sends it out to deep left center. Calabrese won't get to it. Sweeney around third base. Boyd stopping at second. It's a two-out RBI double for Reed Boyd in his final game of the summer as he puts Wenatchee on the board. Two hits in the inning have scored one run so far. Credit to Sweeney for the one-out single, his second hit of the game. Hoyland skies the 1-0 out to deep left field, and that'll hit off of the fence. Extra bases for Cam Hoyland, and he drives in Reed Boyd to make it a 2-2 game. Back-to-back, two-out RBI doubles have even this game up. So as I mentioned, the Riverhawks would get a run in the fifth inning to retake the lead, their second different lead of the game. That made it 3-2, and we would remain that way for quite a while until the bottom of the ninth inning. In between then, Michael Keneally had a great relief outing. Four and a third, one run allowed on four hits, one walk and four strikeouts. He did not allow a run from the sixth inning to the ninth inning, and in each of those four frames, he left a man in scoring position to wrap up an inning, including wrapping up the ninth inning with a strikeout against McGill with the uh, insurance run standing at second base. 0-2 0-2 the count. What actually looking to wrap up this inning. Keneally kicks and fires. The 0-2 swing and a miss for strike three. Fourth punch out of the ball game in four scoreless innings of relief from Michael Keneally. In the bottom of the ninth inning, what actually would even the game up thanks to each of the first three hitters reaching base to load up the bases. 
After that, a sacrifice fly to center field by Bree Boyd tied the game and forced this game to go to extra innings. The 2-1. Boyd connects. Hits this out to left field. It's deep enough to at least bring in the tying run, and it will be caught in center field. Calabrese with the grab. Tagging from third and scoring is Izzy Lopez. This game is tied. A 3-3 game here in the bottom of the ninth inning. Still runners at first and second, but now one down on a sacrifice fly by Reed Boyd. Now what actually would have the bases loaded with one out, but couldn't do anything with the next two headers. And as I mentioned, we would go to the 10th. In it, Keneally allowed a leadoff single and then a sack bunt before being pulled. Andrew Monson got off to a rough start as he walked each of the first three hitters that he faced and brought in the go-ahead run in the top of the 10th inning. But he would wrap up the 10th in dramatic fashion, striking out the next two batters. The pitch, swing and a miss for strike three. The Riverhawks get one, but Monson limits the damage. In the bottom of the 10th, Wadanshi rallied back to tie the game up for the third different time in the evening. It all got started with Frankie Carney drawing a leadoff walk. He was sacrificed the second, advanced the third on a pass ball that popped off of the glove of the third baseman, Evan Overmars. If the throw had been on time and been able to the throw was on time, but it was unable to be handled. If it had been handled, Carney was probably out number two at third base, but instead he would go to third with one out. Easton Amundsen would lift a bloop single the opposite way to drive him in and again tie this game back up. The lefty on lefty battle. The payoff pitch again. Swung on and punched towards shallow left field. Ranging back. No one's going to get to it. Carney takes off from third. He scores. Easton Amundsen with a bloop single to left field to tie this game up. The Bermuda Triangle converged on it, but no one came up with a baseball. And Amundsen goes the opposite way to even this game up. So it remained a 3-3 score, or a 4-4 score, Baker Barn, for the 11th, 12th, and most of the 13th inning as well. But along the way, Andrew Monson continued to deal. A 1-2-3, 11th, 12th, and 13th. He struck out the side in order in the 12th and then picked up one more strikeout in the bottom of the 13th. As the 2-2 swung on and missed for strike three, Carson Owen completes the strikeout, tossing it over to first. One down in the 12th. One and two the count. The pitch. Swing and a miss for strike three. Back-to-back punch-outs by Andrew Monson to lead off the top of the 12th. No one aboard and two down here in the top of the 12th. Edmonton batting. And Monson strikes out the side in order. That one on the outside edge to ring up Libid and send us to the bottom of the 12th. The 3-2. Swing and a miss for strike three. Sixth punch out of the ball game for Andrew Monson. He is through three and two-thirds innings of scoreless relief. Monson, after walking each of his first three hitters that he fa- faced in the game, retired the next 11 in order to pick up the win in relief. Wadanchi threatened in the 11th and the 12th. In the 11th, they put runners at second and third with nobody out, but neither was able to score. In the 12th inning, runner at second base with two outs, but again, nothing doing there. But in the 13th, that time with two outs, they would break through. Cam Hoyland drew a two-out walk. Jaden Holloway followed with one of his own before Frankie Carney also drew a walk to load up the bases. And then Carson Owen delivered, giving Wadanchi the marathon victory on a chopper towards shortstop that could not be recorded into it out. If the out had been recorded at first, we would have gone to the 14th, but instead the Apple Sox wrapped it up there 
A ground ball to short. Kelly Coral charged, flipped it over to first base, but it was not in time and a little bit offline. So Olin picked up the walk-off single, his second of the game, to give Wenatchee the 5-4, 13-inning triumph. So the Apple Sox take the series opener and look to take the series on Saturday when they take on the Riverhawks again at 6.35 p.m. The 0-2 to Owen. Swing and a tapper, third base side. Up with it, the third baseman over Morris's throw to first is not in time. And this ball game is over. The Apple Sox walk it off in extra innings. Carson Owen gets it done for Wenatchee as they pick up a 5-3 triumph tonight at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. Time is winding down to catch an Apple Sox home game this summer. Wenatchee has home games nearly every day from now until July 30th, but that Sunday 105 p.m. game is the final home regular season game of the 2023 season. Wenatchee has been at or near the top of the North Division all season long and is hoping to clinch a playoff spot for the third time in the last four seasons, but the Apple Sox are only guaranteed to have a maximum of four home games in the postseason. If you haven't made it out to an Apple Sox game yet, then don't miss the opportunity to celebrate summer at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. Apple Sox tickets are available for as affordable as $7 and can be purchased at applesox.com. Wenatchee Apple Sox Baseball, celebrating summer one inning at a time. Saturday night, July 29th, Hawaiian night is back at the Wenatchee Apple Sox at Paul Thomas Senior Field in Wenatchee. Win a five-night trip to Hawaii from Journey Travel and Tours. Come watch the Wenatchee Apple Sox take on the Edmonton Riverhawks on Saturday, July 29th. Each inning, a lucky ticket holder will be chosen to participate in our fun coconut bowling contest to be held at the end of the game. All contestants will roll their coconut from the pitcher's mound. Closest to home plate will win round trip airfare to Hawaii, including accommodations at the gorgeous Royal Kona Resort in Hawaii. See you Saturday evening, July 29th for Hawaiian Night. A presentation of Journey Travel and Tours, the Wenatchee Apple Sox, and Sunny FM, the greatest hits. The Apple Sox walk it off in the bottom of the 13th inning with an RBI single from Carson Owen as he gets it done. And give credit to the hitters before him continuing the ball game. It all started with Cam Hoyland drawing a two-out walk. Jaden Holloway drew one of his own before Frankie Carney did as well. And then Olin wrapped it up. An infield chopper, shortstop side. It was going to be a tough play, and it could not be hand thrown over to first base in time as the Apple Sox wrapped it up, earning another walk-off victory. Their 15th of the season as they pick up the weekend opening victory. I'm Joel Norman, and we're joined now by Apple Sox pitching coach Mike Callia, who was also last night's acting head coach late in the game. Well, you guys had a tough finish last night, but you bounced back here in this this uh, next game of the homestand. And, Mike, this, uh, it felt like this was one of those situations where you needed to find a way to win this game. How do you feel like this guy, this group dug deep and did, did it tonight? Yeah, you know, we've we just been preaching the last couple of weeks that we need to be gritty every single time we step on this field and just find ways to win third of an innings, right? So uh, we had to win the first three innings, and, you know, it came down to winning those last three right there. So uh, we just needed someone to be the guy. You know, it hasn't been that case the last couple nights, and, um, you know, I think it took a whole team effort, which is always good too. Let's talk about the resilience of this team, tying this game up three different times, including in back-to-back -back innings in the ninth and the tenth. 
What was the mindset of this team going into the dugout in the bottom of that ninth inning where things have been kind of stagnant up until that point, but you guys found a way? You know, I think it kind of leads up to last night, too, where we, we never really feel like we're out of a ball game. Whenever that, you know, whenever the ninth inning comes, I think that we kind of know that we've got what it takes in our dugout to, to, to play with the best of them. So uh, there's there's really no doubts. There's really no doubts, and, you know, the pitching was nails, too. So, you know, we got to give uh, credit where credit's due. Absolutely. Let's talk about Andrew Monson first and foremost. Three and two-thirds innings of scoreless ball out of the bullpen. Doesn't tell the full story. He did come in and walk his first three hitters to give up an inherited run. But he sure buckled down after that. What changed with Monson? Because it was right around that time you went out and talked with him in the uh, the 10th inning that things kind of changed for him for the better. Yeah, you know, the biggest thing that we're talking to Monson about is just go compete, man. Your stuff is way too good to go nibble those corners and uh, let these hitters get a chance with uh, with ball, uh, heading the count. So uh, dominate the zone. You know, he's got really good stuff, and, you know, we're going to we're gonna score runs behind him. So I'm sure did that in this one here. And you take the weekend opening. A victory in this series and you keep pace with the teams you needed to of course because victoria also won today heading down the stretcher as you look at this this final stretch how do you keep guys really locked in right now it seems like this is a pretty hungry group but these are the dog days we all talk about that each day you're losing a couple of guys how is this team staying together right now you know the biggest thing that we're preaching is that we have nine you know we have you know a very limited amount of position players right now so being gritty you know it's about development in this league and uh, these guys are getting out here every day on day uh, game 45 or whatever it is and these guys are getting to play baseball right just a couple years ago it wasn't always like that so um, you know it's a blessing every time anybody gets on this baseball field so that's what we've been preaching to them let me ask you this in the bottom of the 10th inning when you guys tied it up for the second time in as many innings and third time of the game the ball that Easton Ammons and out to left field you saw that personally off the bat you think that was getting down um Man, I'm not sure. That ball that ball was hit pretty hard off the bat, and I thought we had a good jump on it, and it, it just kept going. Credit to, uh, I think it was over Mars that had that. That was a, that was a heck of a swing right there. But, um, you know, i got to trust my guy Easton Amundsen out there for sure. It worked out in that instance, him getting it to drop in. He'd been so snake pit, it felt like the last couple of days getting back here, so he deserved a big base hit there. Now you head into tomorrow, and Mike, all things considered, your bullpen's pretty ready to go. I don't think many teams say that after a 13-inning game, but... You guys only used three pitchers, and now you roll out Ryan Martinez. What gives you confidence he's going to bounce back in tomorrow's outing because he's had a tough couple of last two starts? Uh, the biggest thing I've kind of noticed about Ryan Martinez over the summer is he puts the work in. So in between starts, whether that's good or bad, he doesn't really waver. So, you know, tomorrow being his last start for the summer for us, I think that he's going to, you know, he's going to empty the tank and, um, and you know, leave here on empty. So I'm excited to see what he does. He's going to go compete. He's going to trust the process that he's been sticking to, and uh, we're going to have a bullpen ready behind him. Looking forward to that and looking forward to hopefully chatting after another victory. Mike, we thank you for the time. What a night. Go get some rest. Yeah, thanks, Joel. This year, Hawaiian Night is now Hawaiian Weekend. The Apple Sox are sporting specialty jerseys for all three games against the Edmonton Riverhawks, and you can take home your favorite player's jersey. Stop by the souvenir stand this weekend to reserve and purchase your favorite player's jersey. Uniforms are available on a first-come, first-served basis. Once a jersey has been reserved and purchased, then that number is no longer available. Come to our final home game of the regular season on Sunday at 1.05 p.m., Pick up your jersey after the game. 
Wenatchee Apple Sox Baseball is affordable, family fun. Come out to the ballpark and celebrate their 23rd season. The Apple Sox wrap up the month of July with a three-game set against the Edmonton Riverhawks this weekend. Don't miss your last three chances to catch the Apple Sox play at home in the regular season before the postseason begins. Friday and Saturday's games begin at 6.35 and first pitch on Sunday is at 1.05 p.m. Buy your tickets at the gate or online at applesox.com. Wenatchee Apple Sox Baseball, celebrating summer one inning at a time. The Apple Sox open up the weekend with their fifth walk-off of the season as they defeat the Edmonton Riverhawks by 5-4 to four score in 13 innings. Let's run through the numbers of this one as the Apple Sox pick up the victory here in the series opener. Four runs for Edmonton on 12 hits and two errors committed. The Riverhawks would strand 14 men on the base paths, while Wenatchee scored five runs on 11 hits, committed one error. Uh, the Apple Sox would strand a total of 13 men on the bases. The win goes to Andrew Monson, as he would go three and two-thirds innings of scoreless ball, did allow one inherited run to score in the 10th inning, no hits, three walks, and six strikeouts. He retired each of the final 11 hitters that he faced in order. He improves to 2-1 and one on the summer. Graham Seltzer suffers the loss, did everything he needed to to start the bottom of the 13th, but three consecutive walks followed by a single gave the Apple Sox the walk-off victory. Time of the game, four hours right on the dot, and 968 fans in attendance for the series opener. So Wenatchee improves with the victory to 33-13 and this summer. They remain in first place in the second half, a game and a half ahead of the Victoria Harbor Cats, who in their action, as we look at the scores from around the West Coast League on Friday night, the Harbor Cats shut out the Kelowna Falcons 5 to nothing. Other scores going on, the Cowlitz Black Bears, a 3-1 win over Portland, Walla Walla fell to Yakima Valley, 2-1. Kamloops was shut out by Nanaimo, 1-0. Corvallis, a 7-4 road victory at Bend. And two other shutouts, Bellingham shutting out Port Angeles, 5-0. And the same score with Springfield defeating Ridgefield. So that'll do it for our coverage of tonight's game as the Apple Sox defeat the Edmonton Riverhawks in the bottom of the 13th inning with an infield single to walk it off, their fifth walk-off win of the season. Wenatchee goes for the series victory on Saturday night when they take on Edmonton again at 6.35 p.m. It's the Apple Sox annual trip to Hawaii giveaway, and it should be a great night at the ballpark as Wenatchee will be playing its penultimate home game of the regular season. Of course, hoping for plenty of home postseason games, but point is there's not a lot of opportunities left to come and catch the team, so hope you can make it out to the ballpark for the game at 6.35. Just by attending, you are eligible to potentially win a free trip to Hawaii, so don't miss out on this potential once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Thanks for tuning in to the Wenatchee Apple Sox podcast. If you enjoyed it and don't already, please subscribe to get updates on our newest episodes. Make sure to like the Apple Sox on Facebook and follow at Apple Sox on Twitter or Instagram. Wenatchee Apple Sox Baseball, celebrating summer one inning at a time.